Welcome to another edition of Dominic Files, our Inside Hoop Maps. I'm your host, Dominic Morris, co-founder of Hoop Maps and recent and formerly co-founder of Morris League. I'm here to tell you the inside business of starting and running an app company as well as all my little business secrets uh, that I'm gaining along the way. So I hope everybody's good. Coming with you with another pod during the week. Still looking at the format of going twice a week, through a week. I just want to kind of get this content out. And I got to start with this topic today of business models. You know, this is something that's kind of near and dear to the Who Maps journey. You know, for the first year, you know, if you're starting up an app company, uh, especially something where it's like a two-sided marketplace and you're in a, you know, kind of long tail business, like, you know, putting your, your app out in the, the app store and Google Play Store, you kind of got to get attention. So the first version or first philosophy of Who Maps was getting like users, you know, really kind of getting a mass appeal, making it get into that like critical mass number to then monetize it, you know, but that was back in 2014, 2015. And you know, 2020 now, if you kind of want to raise any kind of money or just get any kind of traction, it's not really uh, kind of figure out that, you know, users and and downloads uh, doesn't really translate as more as revenue. So you got to have a revenue model, you know, if you want to really, you know, create a business. So that being said, I'll, I'll go over different types of revenue models that's available if you're, you know, running a startup and, you know, maybe one of these could work for you. So, for example, a business like like mine's Who Maps is where people find pick up basketball games. There's kind of many ways where you could kind of monetize that. The first, the first model that in the kind of most low hanging fruit is advertisements. You know, that is a a constant like sales volume type of type of thing you know there's ad mob and there's all type of uh, third-party ads where you kind of do click-through rates and you really kind of set up your app and your certain app pages uh as a banner and you know if people click on it you kind of get a, a piece of that sale so that's the most common model and like i said if you you built the first half having a critical mass that's something instantly you could do to kind of get a little incremental revenue but if you really want to build that out to a business uh you might want to go with deeper partnerships think of like companies for example like us like uh the big three uh company that's like new that kind of align with your vision where you guys could really do an organic business so yeah advertisements is the most low-hanging fruit uh there's tons and tons of customers the thing is you got to convince them and you got to have a compelling enough product or compelling enough um uh, yeah, product to be appealing to those advertisers. You know, the biggest draw in advertisements is local. So like I said, I'm just doing it in the context of having a, a, a global app, right? So like, whether it's like a local grocery store, it's a local local sporting goods store, you know, 7-Elevens, that's national change, that's in local markets. That's a big, big opportunity. But you know, that, that comes with having out a sales funnel, you know, having certain type of uh, infrastructures in place to really, really kind of scale that up. 
But I mean, advertisement is like one of the most appealing and it's, it's proof too that you start up a company that you could kind of make money. So another model, another model is subscriptions. And the pros and cons about subscriptions is uh, pros, you know, you got recurring revenue. You know, if you have a have a product, you know, instead of them paying a lump sum or a one-time fee, you kind of offer an ongoing service. And with the ongoing service, they got to pay ongoing price. So as much as they like the product, uh, as much as they pay for it. So for example, with us, we have a product called Curator Runs within Who Maps, where we curate their basketball games. We have uh, referees, we have scoreboard. We kind of offer all those service and they they can pay like a one-time fee, like a drop-in fee. But if this is like their gym, if this is like their place of play, uh, we actually offer that service, you know, no different than no different than like a 24-hour gym pass or or like an ongoing basketball league. So that's our value proposition, you know, league-based type of games. Uh, you get to play with, you know, people with your similar skill set. And you don't have to worry about, you know, saying who's next and who play. Kind of get that to you. So that's the most appealing. That's the space where we at with the, with the certain product we have. Now, some cons with subscription is the barriers the barriers entry too so like you know you got to deal with like churn rate you got to deal with the whole cycle of getting them in it's like a it's a process of you know hooking in a subscription and having them stay you know but once you get past that you'll be good to go but it, there's a lot of foundation that comes into that you know it gotta be a trusted product uh people gotta really love what you do and it gotta be a really real benefit to their life so subscription is a definitely good model um and it's gonna be a model that's booked in with something i'm gonna talk about later so so far what i got i got ads subscription here's a mixture the next one's a mixture a little bit of both so we have freemium so freemium is uh two tiers are multiple tiers of the product and behind the paywall you get to unlock additional features so like um for example, who maps, right? Um, our our basic version is you could just see who's playing. But if you want to have contact of players, you want to know like their um, you want to know like their contact information, their skill set, the last games they played. Then that's who maps plus. And for who map plus, you gotta either pay a subscription like an ongoing fee or uh, upper charge or upper price for it. So it, it's it's additional features. It's on top of which you already like a basic version. And then we have additional version that enhance, enhance the experience. So that's two type of customers where, you know, it could be where me, I just really want to find a game that fit me perfect. I got the free versions. I have ads on top of it. That's what I get. And or someone like, like my friend who does basketball leagues for a living, he, might benefit with who map plus to kind of get that additional knowledge i mean additional information to kind of really run a business out of so uh on freemium you just got to think of your customer set and it's a way to kind of diversify your revenue model like i said on that freemium on that free tier that uh you can have something like ads like i know spotify and 
Pandora is known for doing that. So like they call it ad free version and their ad free version is their their paid version. So so for ads freemium subscriptions and this goes down to the last and I very a very new model, but I think the most enticing one of them all. And I like to call them the, the rundle or the bundle. So you guys are familiar with Amazon Prime. You're familiar with HBO Max. Uh, and just recently you got the, I think Apple one now. Uh, Apple, they, they got a bundle process. So a bundle or rundle is a reoccurring reco- uh, price for a suite of services. So Amazon Prime, notoriously known for two-day shipping, as well as access to uh, Amazon Video, you know, their, their video on demand service. And I even believe their Apple, I mean, their, their music service. So it's um, really, if you have a diversified business, you have a mature business and you want to kind of offer, um, you know, a list of everything to kind of really get them hooked in. That's what the rundle is. And that's something that, you know, startups can aspire to. So if this curator runs, for example, for us, you know, um, got to build out the infrastructure of curator runs in and a lot of markets, um, got to have a good, a good software pro- product and maybe even some kind of physical product where there's like apparel or, kind of build out different businesses along that whole brand and then you kind of bundle it in so like the biggest way where i think um netflix could could be a threat i mean uh, other companies could come in netflix threat is by having a bundle so uh disney plus is a good example netflix the standalone product is amazing like the way that they shift through videos and their recommendation but when you have something like Disney Plus, you have like that library of timeless classics. Plus, they could offer merchandise. They could offer their uh, parks and, you know, their resorts and hotels and theme parks. Now you have a compelling service. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's really the game changer. It's it's building out all of the the products and stuff you built as a lifetime as a company. And then you're kind of offering that super duper fan, that super pro, that that A1 customer to have a piece of everything for a low price. So, like I said, um, the most recent example is Apple. You know, you got the Apple Care, you got um, you got their news service, you got their watch wife, like their watch phone service. Apple Arcade and I believe Apple Music all for like fifteen ninety nine a month and that's amazing because like each standalone product you know is ten ninety nine or or for the physical product is a certain amount so them kind of building in hardware with software across their different verticals is a new way to go and so far those are all for the business models that I've seen. I mean, if you've seen anything else, just let me know. Go hit me up at Bros Morris on Instagram to kind of let me know what you find out. But I want to kind of talk about, you know, how to get to a business model, you know, and looking at hoop maps. 
uh, there's an infrastructure play. Like we, we deal with a two-sided marketplace, meaning we have to work with gyms and then we have to work with the actual players. And you kind of got to make a choice of which one do you appeal to first, you know, to get the other one. You know, it's like a, a classic chicken and egg problem where both sides of the equation have to be happy. Like the gyms, what I mean by that is you create like a product like Curator Runs. You got to have like a like a gym or a physical spot to play at and you got to bring people in there. So like our whole thing is how can we maximize like the footprint of these independent you know, gyms? Whether they're like different facilities where we could kind of bring in more more foot traffic to them or or like community services that's looking for more looking for programming. It's um it's our goal to see what's the ends, what's the outs, and really kinda of go in there and attack. So a lot of gyms, especially if they're independent owned, they have days where they're not filled up. Like usually Tuesdays, weekday mornings is is Early weekday mornings, it's really kind of tough to fill in. So somebody like us will come in. We'll see that. We'll see that time, that time frame. And we'll say, hey, we could get people in the door, but we'll do a revenue split. So like we have our program. Uh, and then the cost essentially for the rental of that space uh, will will be covered by like our program. So. They're losing money on that unused inventory, you know, for a weekend or weeknight uh, prices for for uh, having more business walk through the door. So it's a classic. It's a classic model like um, like companies like ClassPass really thrives on that. Or, or even if you want to go outside of sports, you look at companies like Groupon, where they kind of pioneered the couponing system getting people in the door that usually want to get there but that coupon is at a discounted rate so it's a it's a the incremental business you know like it's it's really uh predicated on like a marketing like a marketing tool like you got to really look at it like how can i do this program to get more people in the door and hopefully they could convert into a a member of your gym or, or something better but just kind of look at it like a marketing tool, like a marketing expense. You know, uh, companies like within a food space, like DoorDash, Uber Eats, uh, Postmates, they they build their business off of that of incremental income. You know, taking out the delivery costs for you, making make and it's even to a point where you have stuff like ghost kitchens and different restaurants is is having menus based off of straight up drive. Um, delivery options so i mean that's the goal right there the goal is to really kind of innovate the market like see something there and see how it could be better so like um like for us with gyms it's classic you know whether a gym opens up and they get soccer teams in there soccer facility they get teams in there to just you know throw practices or tournaments on the weekends but we say, hey, this could be a futsal court. We could get eight games going at the same time. We could get something going. Like, that's where the innovation comes, where it could be built for one thing, but then we could come in and see, like, hey, this could be utilized as such. So, like, there's plenty, plenty of opportunities out there to kind of get it going. And then those revenue models, 
will be key and it, it's key onto the the type of business that you want you know so like ours ours deals with a lot of people but if you're dealing with a specific amount of people subscriptions like a finite amount of people uh subscriptions may be may be the best way to go about it you know if it's something that's like high end and rare you know you might want to just do a freemium cost or a one-time cost of it um if it's something that's mass, then that's when you want to do advertisements or a little mixture of both. But I think personally that the way that this industry is is going is that that rental product will be ideal. Because if you think about it, you wanna you wanna have multiple revenue streams when you start business because you don't know what's gonna be hot, what's gonna be cold, like. It could be like you're, for example, there's a pandemic going on right now. So gyms are closed. So if we just had subscription as our one revenue model will be cold, you know? So like we do have advertisement, we do have uh, merchandise, we do have different ways where people could kind of engage in our business. And I think that's key. And just building up a compelling product, a product good enough where people love it, you know, they talk about it. That's when you would go and ascend to that next tier. Yeah, like I said, though, if there's any other business models that I didn't like that, I didn't I didn't mention. Hit me up um, on Instagram at Bros Morris for any more questions. So that that wraps up the company that wraps up the payment models, the different revenue models on today. Uh, stay tuned for the next episode. I'll be talking about competition. I'll be talking about more aspects of your startup business. Uh, this is Dominic. You can follow me at Bros Morris on Instagram. You can follow the app at Who Maps on Instagram, and you can look at this podcast wherever you like podcasts. All right, take it easy.